It's Simmer's Morning Skate, a podcast for the hockey news. I'm Rob Simpson, a.k.a. Simmer. If the Detroit Red Wings won every single game for the rest of the season, they still wouldn't make the playoffs. It's rare to be able to say that about a team as early as February 1st, but that was the case for Detroit this season. So do we kind of ignore them? No. What's it like to be the 23-year-old face of the franchise with just one career playoff series under your belt, deep in the middle of an NHL rebuild, now four years out of the postseason? I spoke to Wings forward Dylan Larkin to find out. We also talked about growing up a Red Wings fan in nearby Waterford, Michigan, the impact of Steve Eiserman and Henrik Zetterberg, about referring to himself as D-Boss while starring in the hockey video he made with a pal in his basement in middle school, and his recent hockey butt modeling exploits for his pal's State and Liberty Stretch Dress Pants Company. What's with the big butt fashion? What you gotta give us the backstory on that? Uh, my buddy uh, Lee Moffy is the uh, founder of that company, and um, you know I've been supporting him since since day one. He's a fellow Michigan uh, hockey alumni, and uh, got to meet him when I was living with Luke Glendening. They played together, so he was around a lot. Actually, lived with us for a while, and. Um, you know, support the company, and he uh, asked me if I was okay doing it, and uh, I said uh, I said yes, and regret it a little bit later, but you know, it's lighthearted, and you know, didn't do anything major, so uh, it got a lot of recognition towards the company, and uh, I think they sold out in pants right away, so it was uh, it was what the ad was supposed to do, I guess. And they were chirping you on the radio in Toronto. I didn't hear it, but somebody else brought it up, and like one of the Van Reams Dyke was talking about. I have no idea, but they were. Chirping, about, chirping you on the radio about Were they? The yeah, yeah. Re- J- JVR was? Somebody was, yeah. Yeah, I think JVR uh, has a stock in that company too. So, ah. so I, I might have made him some money. Right. <laughs> Another thing that going back a few years that you weren't totally sure about, remember the old D-Boss? You had the yeah, video go yeah. viral when you were a teenager, and then but it worked out all right because you ended up getting to get some merchandise together and sell yeah. some stuff. Yeah, I know that they had a bobblehead night for it, and uh, yeah, immediately right after I was uh, not open to it, I was a little embarrassed. Uh, but you know, I, to, I opened up to it, and it was fine. Uh, made light of it, and uh, the most embarrassing part of that story is I, I give a shout out to Patrick Kane in uh, World Championships a couple, I think, three years later from the video coming out. I was sitting next to him at a team dinner, and. Uh, one of the boys brought it up, and I had to listen to myself back then say, "My boy Patrick Kane," you know, and he watched it. It was that was that was the most embarrassing part of that. that but um, yeah, it, it turned into a good thing, and I think kids love it, and um, that's what I did as a kid. So it's a it's a cool uh, cool video to come out, I guess. Yeah, you were basically dangling as a kid and, <laughs> and chirping your greatness. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, we were just having fun. We that what. What happened the day it came out is what we wanted to happen when we posted the video back in 2011, 12, whenever it came out. Speaking of worlds, are you going to strongly consider making a run towards it this year? I'm not ready to make that decision. Uh, still a lot of hockey left to play here. Um, want to you know be with my teammates and stick it out through uh, through the end and um, make that decision when the when the time comes and when I, I saw Chris Drury's named uh, GM, I'll have conversation with him and you know see who's going see who the staff is and um, then make my decision something's a little unusual for you when you think about like faces of the franchise of course there's Gordie Howe back in the day he was from Saskatoon or Floral Saskatchewan Stevie Y was born in BC grew up outside of Ottawa you're literally like 
Waterford mm-hmm. slash youth programs in the area slash then a Michigan Wolverine and a Red Wing. I mean, that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it like that, yeah, it is. It, it was a long road, um, you know, a lot of time uh, in Michigan, and uh, I'm extremely grateful. I'm lucky to have that, and uh, I think not a lot of guys that I grew up playing with that are now playing in the NHL, which is, uh, you know, one of the coolest parts about it all. It, we got to do it all together, and, you know, they're, they're far away from home, and they don't get to see their parents, don't, you know, get to be home, and, and I get to do all that. So, uh, more importantly, I get to play for the Red Wings, and, and that's all of our dreams. Is we grew up going to games at the Joe and uh, just just to you know live in my dream and, and I'm extremely lucky that it's my whole past been in Michigan and and you know I'm really proud of that and, and something that I hope I can can stay here my whole career. Are your brothers or your brother and cousins still doing hockey camps in the off season in Waterford? Yeah, we we still we have the Larkin Hockey School. It's my brother Colin. Um, he's unfortunately done playing now, but he played a little time in the, the East Coast and with the Bakersfield American Hockey League. My cousin Adam plays uh, overseas in Slovakia and my cousin Ryan plays in Miami Ohio so we uh, we run a you know two two week uh, long camp and um, you know we have about you know, 250 kids come through and it's just uh, just as much fun for us as it is for the kids and, and something that uh, we have to iron out some dates and some schedules and all that couple of my you know my brother and my buddies have kind of moved on from playing and um, we have to you know figure some things out but it, we're going to keep it going how good of a goaltender is Ryan Ryan's a good goalie Ryan's a I would say he's a great goalie I think he's one of those guys that you know when he's in his zone he's unbeatable and I've seen it firsthand he's been like that his whole career um, you know I know his his uh, uh, team at Miami they're uh, you know have been seem to be rebuilding the past three years but every year he's the MVP of the team I think every every game he gets about 50 shots which is what you want to have as a goalie and um, you know he's had a great attitude about it he's got a great work ethic so um, you know he's a guy that I think could could go as far as as he wants because he's he's not a six foot five goalie that they want now but he's he's a guy that'll stop the puck. Uh, speaking of keeping the attitude going, uh, be remiss not to discuss what's happening right now with the Red Wings in the basement. So how does one 23-year-old leader deal with the current scenario? Well, I think you you got to come to the rink every day with an energy. Um, you know, for me, I'm a passionate guy. I, I think I would always like to be the, the hard-on-the-sleeve guy and, uh, you know, um, just just come to the rink every day and, and bring an energy and a, an enthusiasm and, and you know want to get better want everyone else to get better um, so that's that's kind of how I take it it's it's a day by day thing uh, we've had a lot of injuries that have been frustrating and uh, a lot of you know tough times but but we seem to get through it and we seem to to be a stronger group because of it and we have a great group of guys which which really helps making it easy to come to the rink. Speaking of that Michigan tie-in, Stevie Y, I'm imagining, was the hero for you as a little kid? Yeah, he was, yeah, absolutely. Was it strange now? No, it's not strange. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, he's, a, he's, he's the guy. I think he, you know, you know when, when this thing turns around, uh, for him to come back and twice now and uh, save the Red Wings, it'll be... Uh, It'll be a you know a great story that that adds to his legacy, which is uh, unmatched to, to really any Detroit athlete. And uh, so he uh, he does it the right way, and he he's he's patient and, and but also very stern. And he wants you know guys to work and guys to 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 be better.
Did you have another favorite besides him as a kid? Well, I, I, I grew up idolizing uh, Henrik Zetterberg. Uh, I, I unfortunately didn't really get to see much of Steve's career. Uh, you know, I saw him. I remember, you know, watching his last game and watching uh, in the tail end of his career. But uh, you know, H Hank was my guy. Um, you know, I loved his rivalry with, with Sidney Crosby, and uh, you know, watching the, the Penguins and the, the Wings battle. So uh, those are great memories that, that I have. You remember the first time you were introduced to number 40? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was my first first ever uh, informal practice where the guys come back early in the summer and skate, and uh, it was August August time, and um, yeah, the only open stall was next to him, so I had to had to sit next to him and. Uh, it was. Uh, I didn't say a word, uh, but you know, he was just his presence, just how he carried himself was, uh, you know, unlike anyone I've ever met, and uh, just uh, you know, a great role model for myself. And why number seventy-one? It's uh, a long story. Uh, you know, I I had twenty-five that they gave me, and I, I wasn't sold on that. I grew up wearing number nineteen, and. Uh, it, uh, they gave me 25, and I, Mike Green signed with the Red Wings and, and took uh, 25 off my hands, and I was happy. So I got to pick uh, a number at that point, and oh. I was too afraid to ask before. So um, I got to pick, and I, I picked 17 because of uh, Doug Brown. Um, he uh, coached me. I played with his son, Christopher, who was drafted by Buffalo, actually. And uh, I... Uh, played with him so he coached me for four or five years as a kid and I have a great respect for him and I uh, thought I would you know be cool to wear it and honor him and um, and then the next day Brad Richards signed and he wanted to wear it because Gerard Gallant connection and um, you know I, I had to just flop it to 71 and there weren't many options at that point with all their numbers retired and uh, the amount of guys I was at the bottom of the pecking order so there wasn't many options but I took a 71 just just to flop 17. Cool number. Yeah. When I was a teenager in Detroit I think 17 was Mike Felino. Yeah so, yeah. And Tom Petty's drummer wore his sweater at a concert. So oh yeah yes, that is cool, yeah. cool. Hey uh, I appreciate the time. Uh, yeah, outstanding yeah. and good luck the rest of the way and all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah thank you thanks a lot. Five days prior to this, on another trip into Buffalo, Larkin had two goals in regulation and added one in the shootout to help win the game 4-3. to three. This time, plus two, three shots, no points, in a 3-2 to two loss. This podcast slips to a record of 3-2-1 for game day guests. One might argue Steve Iserman, the general manager, is the actual face of the Red Wings franchise, again. The overall optimism related to his return, despite the mounting losses, has led to top 10 attendance all season, at last check, sixth best in the league. Now the Wings need some lottery luck. If you enjoyed this podcast, there's a few more coming, plus you should check out the new one from longtime head coach Iron Mike Keenan. He's part of the Hockey News podcast lineup. Check his out and the other offerings at thehockeynews.com and subscribe to them all any way you can. You can also subscribe to the print and digital versions of the Bible of Hockey at the website. I'm Rob Simpson. This has been Simmer's Morning Skate for the Hockey News. Enjoy the hockey action.